Yep. MIA DMV. A square biz. I'ma stunt hard on a glamour. Never did a pause, no pose for the camera. I am in action, I am relaxing. Y'all like the tax man, nobody likes you when you come around accent. I drop tax man, y'all pull the seat up. I'm Miami Brown, the city about to heat up. Jump like crisscross, I don't need Chris Bosch. Never slang though, I show you how the bitch boss. I go hard in the paint. I was on the ass, now they all on my tank. They about the cash, why they all about the faint? When I pull up in this junk, spin it all out of prank. Yeah. I drop a line for the humor. I'm a consumer. Too much Cleveland Junior. Never loud on the track. Check your rumors. King of the living room. I could like the rumor. I start hard. Hey. I start hard. Hey. I start hard. Hey. Yes. And I'm the fucking dude. But they don't seem to see it, so I'm getting fucking rude. I had told you on my first tape. I'm not a first mate. This is like my birthday. I want it in the worst way. And I'm about to blast. For my first divorce? Yep. Five divorces. And he owe yo, he owe everybody money like for real, for real. His credit score is six. Why? Cause he's he's one of them people who. What are you drinking? Uh, tea in hand. You fucking kidding me right now? Nope, I'm drinking tea in hand. Let me get this straight. My healthy, good, flavorful tea. You put some fuck ass hen in there. Would you rather I drink hen with like, with water? What? With what? Uh, water. <laughs> bong water. Like, can, can we you? We don't have a bong. Oh, <laughs> we gotta invest in one. We need clothes. <laughs> No. This is already like a rated R podcast from the jump. I've been positive all week. And you just bringing me, you just dropping me off down that hill. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much, young Rain. Young Nimbus. Young Rain drop, drop, talk. So, how about that date you just had? Was it nice? That's cool. Yo, so, I'm, I'm fresh out the movies. I just saw John Wick. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Really good movie. Uh, the first one was... It was a surprise. I guess that movie you didn't see coming. It was just a Keanu Reeves movie. And then I didn't see it until it got on, uh, until it came to home video. And I watched it. It was so good. When I watched it, I woke Faye up from what she was doing. And was like, yo, you gotta watch this movie. I guess that good. And she saw it then. um, And then they, they kinda went to the next level with everything. Like they took everything up a notch. Uh, it was just a really good movie, and they set up pretty cool for part three, too, so, you know, looking forward to that. I was telling you, Milan, uh, we got to go see uh, Get Out, because it got all got to, like, it's, it just looks really good, and Faye don't do scary movies, so, but it's funny, because we sitting in the theater, I'm telling her, like, yo, it's a scary movie, you don't want to see it? She's like, you didn't run that by me, maybe I do want to see it. In the preview, come on, during the movie. Nah, 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 I didn't come on, but she don't want to see it. I tell you what did come on, so... They did the previews for two different Ridley Scott movies. They did uh, the new Alien movie and the new Blade Runner movie. They both look good. Uh, yeah. The thing about Blade Runner, have you ever watched that movie? Mm-hmm. So all these movies you see, like when you go see uh, Divergent, and when you go see Hunger Games, and when you go see uh, Equilibrium, even with The Matrix, those are all inspired by Blade Runner. Okay. 
like the way that they had the sets, the technology, like Judge Dredd's inspired by that. Like everything's pretty much running off that. Here's the thing they don't tell you though: Blade Runner's boring. It's not very good. Yeah, it's about um, Harrison Ford is like a cop who's responsible for chasing down. Um, like I know there's synths in uh, that, that's where they get them for Fallout, but they're um, you know they're androids that resemble humans. A couple of them go rogue, he has to chase them down. It's not a very good movie. It's so, based off a really good story. So a lot of different people just took that concept and made it better. Not even so, that. Like it really is like the. What do you want to say? Like think about the first Jordan, okay. and how that inspired a generation of shoes from everybody. It's more like that. Like nobody really put to paper what the future, like the dystopian future, should look like, and that's where they got it from. Yeah. So that's it. Um, that looks good. That the new Alien movie looks a lot like Prometheus. Um. Which you either loved or you didn't, but it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, they showed the preview for Ghost in the Shell. And I'm explaining to Faye, I'm like, look, this is stupid. Because, you know, Ghost in the Shell is based off of anime. And Scarlett Johansson is playing the main character. Yeah, that's fuck up number one. Like, where Lucy Liu at? And Scarlett Johansson, who is like, you know, super good actress, good in Avengers, like, everything she does is dope. Like, this was the time, Scarlett, who who is a proponent of uh, diversity in film and all that, this is the time where you just don't take the take shit. Back. You gotta be like, look, yeah. you know, this is this is a movie in future, in Neo-Japan, based off of an Asian lady. Like, let me just, yeah. let me not take this yeah, check this time. Yeah, I, so, I'm not gonna watch it. Like, You'll probably catch it on the fire stick. Yeah, because like I didn't go see Dragon Ball. Because I'm like, why is this no, white oh, guy playing Goku? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's talk about top five shit movies I've ever seen. In my okay, life. that's up there. Dragon Ball's oh, up there. Oh my god, dog! I'm watching this shit. I'm like, all right, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. And it never. It never. Got better, it never dog. picked this up. It was trash. I hated the fact that I wasted like an hour and a half watching that shit. It, it, it was like Real that. Talk, huh? I still haven't watched it. Sucked. Like. That shit really fucking mm. sucks, though. What's the... I'm trying to think what's the worst movie I like had a high expectations for and it just wasn't any good. Um, I, I think now I'm really... I'm so selective of what I see and I need to hear certain things about a movie before I see it. I can't think of the last thing I saw that I thought was just bad. I always tell the story about how when I went to go see The Village, I've never been just so disappointed in what I was watching. And it's not even that it was a bad movie. There's this one scene in it where they're all standing like outside like before they have the monsters come and the guy's just standing there in a suit. And I'm like, why are you standing there? Like everybody else is in like they pilgrim clothes or like their colonial clothes. You're wearing a suit. And I was just like, oh. That's what it was like, oh, I see what this is. But yeah, I can't think of a a movie I that was just terrible. No, The Spirit. And me and Brian, we get about we get on about that all the time because he thinks it's genius. It was the dumbest fucking movie. It was terrible. It's um a superhero who basically can't die, um and it's some random guy plays him and Samuel Jackson is a bad guy because it's a comic book movie. So of course Samuel Jackson is a bad guy, right? Um, but it was visually it was really cool. It looks like Sin City. And I was under the impression that it was like the same producers and directors. No, it just looks like it. Yeah. And it was terrible. Sin City's actually alright though. Oh, I love Sin City. I, I yeah. had, I, that was one of the movies that I purposely didn't watch it because I didn't know if I was going to like that mm-hmm. type of movie. But then maybe like three years ago, 
I fuck around and seen the first one and I was like, damn, like this shit is actually pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like, I can't even lie. Uh, probably, I read the book, so I was like, no more, you just kind of, yeah. So it's funny, um, we were talking about this right now, so I actually hipped him to Rotten Tomatoes today. Um, Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you already mad it's about it, so okay. So when um, when I, when I showed it to him, and he was like, "Okay, let me find." This is the mistake you made, though. You said, "Let me find my favorite movies and see what they say about them." Oh, that's the, the that's the first mistake. How do you give the but wood? You know how good a sixty three is, though. I don't think no. you understand how high of a rating a sixty three is. Like, I feel like it's 89. But I'm saying this, this 63% out of all movie critics say this is good. You got to think about how many of those movie critics at the time were not black and were not 30 or so. Yeah. You know, like, so that's, I mean, that, like, I'm sure Best Man Holiday and Best Man right, probably got higher reviews. Probably. Because of because of time changing, but like a movie came out in ninety nine, yeah. shit, that's a high rating. I hope they shat on <laughs> living basketball. Fucking number one. But I mean, nineteen thirty nine. But but again, Wizard of Oz is a rite of passage. Wizard, Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. You be the main proponent for. <laughs> I don't like Wizard it. I don't like it. Fuck but but that's the thing, though. It's a rite of passage. Like everybody's seen Wizard of Oz. It, it's it's. That American classic that everybody watches. If you've ever seen it on ice, you hate that shit because mm-hmm. the monkey's scary as shit. Wow. No, I, I, the monkeys are scary on, on scary. everything. But yeah, it's funny. Listen, we're not, are we allowed to say fuck Wizard of Oz? Yes. Because we have a sister show that's all about the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. But no, but I, I, I tell Travis in my private time, like, I have no use for Wizard of Oz. However, like, people are listening to the podcast. So yeah. if y'all like it, I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, it's cool with me. But yeah, Wizard of Oz, it was way up there. But I tell you what, like, we talked about it. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, 100, 99, 100. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Toy Story 3 is the best one. I think Finding Nemo got 100, too. Yeah. You said you think... Got yeah, you think 3 is the best one? 3 is definitely... As far as humor, I would say like, because it had more... There was more adult situations where mm-hmm. it was like... you Because you, you can tell sometimes where Disney movies throw a little adult humor in there. It's like mm-hmm. Some of that... Uh, the parents that take their kids to go see it enjoy it as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I feel like the third one it had a it, it had a good balance of that. And I don't know the third one just so fucking funny. And they put Buzz in Spanish mode. That shit yes, <laughs> and Buzz was all on Jesse boy. He was running that game on Jesse. <laughs> that shit is hilarious, dog. So somebody, uh, somebody asked me uh, about the first show that we did together. Somebody asked me about the uh, the J. Cole-induced headaches. <laughs> and this is exactly how they framed it. They said, I know... Uh, they said, who are your top five favorite rappers? Because I listened to the show y'all did on J. Cole. And I thought it was wild when you said that when you say you don't like J. Cole, people immediately ask you who your top five favorite rappers are. I'm like, yeah, because they because they because the head ass coalition uh, has to be <laughs> has to be vindicated when you tell them you don't like their yeah, Jesus, you know like saying? when you don't like their rap Messiah. They go J. Cole fans go hard for J. Cole. Mm-hmm. If you really like J. Cole, you really like J. Cole. So I, I, they asked me my top five. I said. And, and, and it's weird because, like, eventually your top five has to transform to who you actually listen to. Like, right now, I can't say jay Z's my top five because I'm not checking no, for a new Jay-Z thing. thing. I said, uh, in no order. I still said Ye because Ye still has kind of a fresh album. He's, really like he's gonna, like, I'm, 
it's sad to say, I don't know what he's going to actually have to do for me to get him out the top five. <laughs> like, he rolled with Trump. Oh, Brad, like, yeah. and that's, I mean, he already is off that wagon because he, he wasn't getting the love he needed. Graduation and my yeah. Fantasy, it's like, yeah. And there's still, like, so I'll argue people that there are, like, four good songs on Pablo. Like, I'll fight you to death. I'm like, there are four. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so I said, I said, yay. Um, I said, yay, chains, chance. Thug and I said future. Okay. Um, and, and the reason I bring that up, and not to not to say here's my top five, don't talk about yours, but future dropped two albums in the last week. Yeah, like so we're recording this. Rotation. Yeah, we're recording this the day that Hendrix came out. Uh, what are your kind of general thoughts on the both of them without doing, uh, without stealing Travis's thunder and putting an all out review out there? <laughs> uh, I mean, I fuck with both of them. I feel like uh, both of them are. You gonna like some of that shit? You're not gonna like some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shit that you like, you probably really like a lot. And the other shit, you just probably don't really listen to. But that don't make it bad. It's just, I don't know. They straight though. I, I honestly say, like, not too many niggas could drop some two things back to back and be that quality. You could put both of them on and let them ride uh-huh. and, and have no issue. But, yeah, what you think? It's, it's interesting, like, when. When Future Drop, it, it's kind of melancholy. It, it kind of has the same vibe the entire way through. Yeah. So I assumed when Hendrix was coming out, Hendrix was going to be like all fuck up some commas or yeah. all oh, free codes. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be like, like the boom, bat, metro booming sound. But really, it's kind of an R&B album. It's really kind of an R&B album. You know, um, but I really like it. Um, I, I think my buddy Rich who uh, you know Rich and Travis do the uh, Wizard of Oz show they do the Emerald City show Rich is super wholesome family oriented uh, career driven like Rich was like uh, an administrator in Russia mm-hmm. under Condoleezza Rice at one point like like yeah. dead serious like Rich is that man yeah so Rich is uh, and he works um, in student advising at Pitt now like Rich is Rich is a solid dude, yeah. So and it's Rich and his Rich's wife is of course a former Duke cheerleader, oh, and he got the Rich is the one with the little big ass son. I mean that's a Rich, yeah. So that's so I love Rich to death. So Rich doesn't really uh, participate in a lot of the things that we do, but he's like you know we are always talking about future. Let me jam his future album, and he so he listened to it. He was like Cam, what is this? He was like this guy is so. Uh, he was like he's, he's and Rich didn't call him a bad person. But he was essentially like, the things he's saying are like, just so uh, wrong and empty and selfish. I'm like, no, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. I'm like, you got it. (laughs) And of course, like all this music happens on like the tales of, because even if you don't listen to Future, you publicly know him and Sierra have a kid and Russell Wilson is a stepfather. So you're going to relate everything that could sound like that situation. Oh, to that. And plus, the the Larson Pippen thing just happened. Yeah, that's So, so, yeah. So, the music is, it feels like directly referenced to that. And this is what I tell people about Future. I, I understand you not liking the music, but to me, Future's music is, and, and this is not me saying anything bad about R. Kelly, even though I live to do that. But when R. Kelly and Jodeci and David Ruffin, mm-hmm. uh, when they leave the stage, 
Like, uh, you've seen Dream Girls, right? Yeah. So when Jimmy Early's not performing, all that in between time, yeah. to me, that's what Future's music is. Yeah. It's the, the, the space that exists when these people who are saying nice things about <laughs> women and yeah. I love you so much yeah. and I want to stay true to you. They can make it sound like that, but it ain't like Yes, that. but it's not that. But it's it's that the wrong. Future is the locker room. You know what Pretty I mean? Much. Like, Future is, honesty, he's though. the after party. Honesty, it really is, and, and you gotta appreciate that, that nigga honesty, though. And I think that's what I like the most is, is that he's a flawed person, and he admits to his flaws. As we all are, and as we all should. Yeah, and so I think because we're so used to rappers doing that, mm-hmm. that when you put it to a slightly different melody, it's different. If, it yeah, and, and plus, like, you, women don't want to be treated. For the most part, like future treats, like he says he treats them, oh, but they want to jam it though. Got and oh yeah, and he's oh, and he's, he's doing exactly what future's doing, but to a better melody, like like to a better voice. But no, I posted on Facebook today. I said women are not objects, but songs that make them sound like objects. I love them shits. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> They're yeah, perfect. It sounds good. Yeah, my yeah. friend Kayla said it perfect. She was like uh, a professor of hers was saying like, look, it's junk food. It's and, and you don't have to make it deeper than that. Yeah. Like you don't have to justify listening to music that isn't uplifting if you eat potato chips too. Yeah. Because those things aren't designed to keep you alive. Exactly. They're designed to satiate you for a period of time. Exactly. So, That's a great way to put it. I didn't yeah. think about that. So it's junk food. Well, like um, I was saying earlier, I, as of twenty whatever today is, twenty seventeen, twenty fourth, twenty seventeen, he got the two biggest quotables though. First, you'll never ever get your bitch back. Never. And he kept repeating it. That's the number one thing you tell a nigga that's... What do you do? On site. What do you do? Grabbing everything. You gotta kill him. On site. Because if you're in a situation where you probably won't, and he probably can make that happen, you like, fuck. You can't forget, he went on Snapchat after messing with Larson Pippen and said, (laughs) she's mine now. Like... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. You gotta rise, Scotty. What's, What's the other one? Uh, the other one is uh, what? Uh, even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. Oh my god! That's <laughs> and that's <laughs> that, and that's what got rich. Even if I hit, tweet out. He said, even if I hit you, if I if you finally hit you once, you're part of my collection. <laughs> Have sex with hit me you one time. time. You're part of my collection. Even if I hit Who's you collection? once, you're part of my future's collection. collection. Oh, he said that? He said that on the first song. On the, on the on song one. I mean, crank. Wow. It don't get no more selfish than that. It don't get no real. Hey, but you know what? We're like that. We really are. <laughs> we really are. Like, you be a girl you, you see, like, used to mess oh, with. I, it's like she got, got a tattoo of yeah, your name. With, right with her man. <laughs> and you kind of wave at her. Like, hey. Light up. Light up. Hey, how you doing? Got him. What is wrong with this? It ain't us. It be like this. But, but. Men are territorial. And again, like, Future is just, like, that epitome of a man's vices. Um, And somebody, matter of fact, iTunes said it best. I think they called it, um, like, the epitome of unchecked unchecked debauchery. And yeah, that's what it is. Like, if you could get away, if you could say whatever you wanted, like, yeah, it's, he's, uh, not alphabet soup, but he's, like, sometimes he's kind of, like, thought throw up. It's like, oh my god, you really feel like that? Even if you don't, you really said that? Like, that's out there in the world? Yeah. And then, oh, so my man Rich was like, yo, he said, uh, 
He said, I'm sorry for selling crack to that pregnant lady. Please forgive me for the crack baby. Like, come on. But that's real shit, though. Yeah, that that, that is, shit. though. That's that is. Shit. I mean, like, like I said, mm-hmm. that's honesty. Yeah. That's, and if, if, now, it'd be fucked up if he ain't never do that or he wasn't around somebody that did that and you just saying it. Mm-hmm. But Reading in the Time magazine. I take it with assuming. I, I assume, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Chance is always telling the truth. Everything else sounds like it's legit. So, so that's another thing, like, with rap like I feel like rap is the only genre where if it, it only it only it only feels good if a nigga telling the truth mm-hmm. like you can make an R&B song about whoever's life or whatever mm-hmm. situation and nobody cares if you've ever been through that but if you make a, if you make a rap song about and you the things you talk about pretty much need to be related yeah we we, we demand authenticity and that's we why really I think do. Drake is the way he got the, got the way he got mm-hmm. real talk for the relatability like for the the trans transparency mm-hmm. and the fact that and a lot like uh how future do it he say a lot of shit that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about or mm-hmm. able to put it like i ain't even gonna lie dog back in high school drake had that shit that he'd be like damn i feel some type of way about my girl but how the fuck can i tell her that shit you yeah drake line you like fuck mm-hmm. that's it that's there it, it. Go. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so oh yeah I, again on in every show i talk about like so far gone was such a big influence like on my thought process as a 23 year old fresh out of college wondering like to find his trying to find his way in the world like that was a big deal to me so I know exactly what you're saying um so we had we had a lot of downtime this week um so we watched a bunch of stuff um I watched like and I want you to talk about kind of stuff you saw first I watched a bunch of documentaries on cults because I'm weird like that. Like, that's what I did. Uh, what, what was some stuff that you checked out this week? Uh, let's see. This week I finished The People vs. OJ, which was really fucking good. Mm. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen it and got Netflix, check that shit out. Uh, what do you... Uh, so, so since I told you, like, such and such won awards oh, and yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. highly... What, what do you think about the characters afterwards? Yeah! Shit, trying to support my man Cuba. And wondering why Cuba ain't get an award, but after watching, after finishing seeing it, uh, the guy who played Johnny Cochran, the guy who played Chris Darden, and the uh, lady who played uh, Marsha Clark did fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Talk. Like, I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Like, I, I started understanding what you were saying and why yeah. they were telling me, like, no, like, they really did these people to a T. Because you've watched the OJ Made in America. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I seen that first. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, I know all the. Uh, I know all the actual factuals mm-hmm. and seeing seeing OJ's picture and seeing those court tapes and whatnot from seeing the OJ Made in America and then mm-hmm. seeing the, the People versus OJ. Excuse me. It was it was I, I didn't expect at all. Even when I first turned it on, I didn't expect it to be a scripted series. Like I didn't expect it to be uh, what it was. I thought it was just going to be essentially a, a show version of OJ Wade in America. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I seen it, I was like, damn, man, uh, I don't know. Because they really yeah. cover what? They kind of cover like a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. I guess? And they, I feel like they, that that show caters more to what Marsha Clark went through, Chris Dark mm-hmm. went through, and uh, what Robert Kardashian went through. Yeah. Uh, everybody but OJ. OJ kind of felt like he was the central piece, but... Mm-hmm. He was the set, I'd say. Like, yeah, he's the... Yeah. yeah, he's the stage. Exactly. Yeah. And everything happens around him. And it... I don't know. It... it, it it's gonna fuck with your thinking. 
when you yeah. when you think about you know how the government works and you know just how that happened in the time period it happened mm-hmm. and how everything happened had to happen the way it happened for him to get get off of that shit and then I don't know. Hey, let me ask you: Did black people fuck up? Black people didn't fuck up. You sure? I don't think I'm black asking because this is because this is what I'm asking. If you because you watch OJ Made in America first. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about that, and then thinking about the scenes with the jury, mm-hmm. and how they felt about it, mm-hmm. do you think as, because again, you know, when this happened, you were pretty much being born, mm-hmm. and I was eight, roundabout, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it was a different time of turmoil, like, the things we go through are enough. But back then, you know, you got the Rodney King and L.A. Riots. Yeah, so like I, it's it's hard not to empathize with them based on what they were going through. But man, like I don't. OJ wasn't. OJ didn't want no parts. OJ, that's the thing. That's the thing. OJ wanted to be OJ. He was in Brentwood playing golf with his white homies. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. He had a statue out front Mm -hmm. because you know what I'm saying. He thought he was that nigga, Mm -hmm. and he he wasn't represented by being black. He Mm -hmm. he had transcended that. That racial divide, and he he realized he didn't once mm-hmm. once he got found not guilty. But uh, I don't know. Is, like, is your favorite thing how they blacked up his house? Uh, I say. Didn't it feel so overboard? But it did. doesn't it make sense it so that it worked? Sense. It made okay, so, so much sense though. I, it, it was probably nigga, yeah. It, it was probably a uh, you know some type of legal reason mm-hmm. that they couldn't get his other lawyer that's on Made in America. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of flamboyant guy, yeah. he's fantastic. Definitely. I wish they could have had somebody play him because he was so good. <laughs> he said if OJ, he said if OJ was Mexican, we would have had some Moroccans. <laughs> so would have had a pinata. Oh, uh, I, I think I have that vine somewhere. Like I made that vine. It was so funny. We would have yeah. had Moroccans. We would have had little Mexican children dancing in the street. Like, are you crazy? But no, um, that was a, a really like really well acted. Do you watch American Horror Story? I used to catch it with my, one of my Okay. Ex, so Sarah Paulson is in that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. she's, and she's really good in that. Uh, yeah, I, oh, it's just really good. People versus OJ Simpson. I, I applaud them for making the decision, and they probably couldn't do it, but not including anything with Nicole while she was alive, like their relationship, because I think you have to look at it through the lens of the time he's arrested to the time the trial's over. Yeah. I think, like, that's what you want to examine. That's exactly what they yeah. did. That's all they cared about. And I don't know. I felt like the one decided... I don't want to give too much weight for somebody that, that, that hear this and want to go watch it themselves, mm-hmm. but I, the deciding factor was that cop, though, fool. If it wasn't for that racist-ass cop, yeah, Furman is totally yeah. different, bro. You know, the guy that played him needs some credit, too. Real talk. Like, the way he was... Him and Darden were, were interacting was... Yeah. Like, okay, I need you to play a white guy who doesn't actually respect black people, but will play up that he does. Like, it's just like, it's just like oh, that was, it was so good. And he looked like a piece of shit ass. He really white did. Dude that doesn't like black people. The like, way his face like was does. fixed, yeah, it was really good. So now what you have to do, you have to watch season one, but specifically season two of Fargo, and you have to decide which was better. Because... And Fargo was better than... Than OJ. Because what, uh, when Travis and I were doing shows right before the Emmys were coming up, I was like, look, these two things are nominated for a bunch of stuff against each other. This is what I think OJ is going to win. This is what I think Fargo is going to win. And OJ, um, so the original movie 
is about a small town in North Dakota where uh, a guy is... I remember if he sells insurance or something. It's William H. Macy from uh, from Shameless. Okay. He's married to a lady whose dad is kind of a, a big deal in that town. So they're trying to scam him out of some insurance money. Or the husband is without telling the wife. So he hires some heavies to kidnap his wife. Not telling her so that he can get the uh, the ransom money from his stepdad or from his father-in-law and so they can get their money right uh just a little scam nobody gets hurt right he ends up not wanting to pay um kind of letting his nuts hang Mm -hmm. one of the uh kidnappers is a crazy dude ends up killing the wife and the, the whole plot is basically uh it's francis mcdormand she's a small town cop but she's like Sherlock Holmes with it. It's yeah. very good at cop work. So she ends up stopping the guys at the end, even though they killed the wife. Um, it's just a really cool movie. Like, Miles hates it. But it's it's really quirky, but it's super smart. Yeah. So the first season really plays off that. Um, it's um, The plot's kind of similar. The second season is a flashback, which deals with... Look, Ted Danson and aliens and a crime family. Like it's it's really good. But um, but you watch The Wire, right? So Bokeem Woodbine is basically uh, not a lot of black people are in this show, but he's a guy from out of town from the Kansas City mob who comes to the small town to basically reinforce some things that they need. He is basically what happens if Marlo and Stringer were one person and if Stringer got the ending that Marlo got like it's really smart it's really well done Um, so you gotta watch that then you gotta decide which one is better because it's it's really good Um, it's on I think it's on FX now but we can fire stick it it's illegal but no it's a very good show might might have to toss one up uh, tonight (laughs) Um, but yeah so that's a good show Speaking of uh, shows that that do that play off of movies, mm. dog, we we gotta get Faye onto the Psycho movie, dog. Because yeah. season five is because you started to watch what you see two episodes five, in. No one. One season five is essentially more so like uh, the movie Psycho. Does it jump in from the beginning of that? Kind of, sort of. Okay. Uh, the first season, the first four seasons of Base Motel, it's Norman and Norma's relationship, mm-hmm. and. And I saw the finale of... Season four. I did see that. So, and, that's the jump. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, when you had showed me Psycho, uh, essentially, when, when they got to the base motel, and it wasn't about Norma and Norma, mm-hmm. at, really, at all. Uh, when they got to the base motel, Norma was just the crazy lady in the house. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm watching the base motel, I mean, and now to come back to the base motel... When she passes and seeing that first episode of the new season, she's just that crazy lady in the house that only Norman can see. And only Norman, Norman pretty much becomes her, but she's just a crazy lady in the house. And it's just crazy how now I'm seeing how that movie uh, tied into the show more so than in the first four seasons. Okay. So, yeah, uh, we, and again... I told you when we watched it, it was better than I remembered. Because I forgot how much... This is something I watched in... 
a theater class in high school. I think it was so, 4K. Maybe. I don't, but yeah, but I don't remember like the first. I don't remember the first act. Like, what was I doing? Like, what girl was I trying to talk to in class? Because I'm like, oh, this is really good. So yeah, we got to sit down and watch that. Same reason. Yeah, right. I had too much time. On that. <laughs> and, and your hands probably weren't where anybody could you know see them. So <laughs> I watched. Uh, what did I see this week? I watched the uh, the documentary on Jonestown, what was that um, which was Jim Jones, the mm. uh, you know the cult leader yeah. who ended up moving everybody to Guyana, and then <laughs> everybody nine hundred people committed a mass suicide. Like it's the craziest thing because he was funny, but it's like God yeah. damn. And you know what? It started yeah, like it started off with him being a kid who was kind of socially awkward. But understood that black folks weren't treated fair yeah. and made an effort to treat black people fair. And then, but this. ends up being crazy. Yeah. But the, the thing that drove people to him was he was that white guy. You know how we all got that white guy around like, he not really white. He one of us. Yeah. He, played, he was like super preacher and had yeah. swag to him and had soul. Charisma. Yeah, that. and people, and he, and he preached that thing. Like, he wasn't that white guy who said we're all the same. He's that white guy who said, y'all aren't treated fair, and that's wrong. But he just, oh, man. But, again, this all leads to 900 people yeah, committing exactly. suicide. You gotta be it's ridiculous. You gotta be smart. Um, the other thing I watched was Paradise Lost. Uh, not the uh, like the original story, but this documentary that's on about, oh, that's on HBO Go, okay. about these kids who were killed and raped and sexually mutilated. Um, in or in Arkansas, and these three kids were arrested for it because they were kids who listened to the wrong music and wore all black and painted their fingernails and all that. They got arrested for it, and as the it's a three part documentary, was covering the span of like fifteen years. Like they filmed them like years apart, wow. and it's like they go to they go to prison for life, and then people see the first documentary. And they're like, this isn't fair. Like, there are inconsistencies here. Right. Um, at the end of it, the third documentary, they end up figuring out the stepdad. One of the kids' stepdads did it, and those three guys get out. Fuck. They were in, locked up for, like, 18 years. Damn. It's the craziest thing. Because, like, you start to see, like, DNA crazy. evidence yeah. didn't play right. It was, it was really crazy. Um, yeah, it was Damn. it was a really good, good story. Because... A lot of the people they interviewed were local and, you know, they're those local Christian country people who are like, I hope they burn in hell and this yeah. and that. And and as it goes on, you start to realize these aren't the people best equipped to really deal with the situation. Uh -huh. And the cops, you know, you start to see how they kind of led testimony. Um, uh -huh. it was a, it's a really... It's a really detailed documentary. Um, I, just, I, I do recommend that too. The go. other thing I watched, I think you saw a part of it, was the Iceman documentary. Did yeah. you watch that at all? Yeah, no. Okay, so Josh watched it. Uh, we were talking about he it, was that mob contract killer. Bodies. I, I, he said at least 100. And yeah. he, he describes this one time where uh, a guy wouldn't pay his money. So he went to his house, saw him coming through the people, pushed the door open. Pulled the trigger under his chin, the gun jammed. But it didn't jam like to where nothing came out. It jammed to where it pushed his chin up and he's bleeding out his mouth. Shit. And he just stabbed him to death. He used to roll out the house, a gun in each pocket, uh, 
gun in his shoe, and a knife. What time period is this? This is uh, between the 80s and 90s. Fuck. And that's the guy who told you uh, he's he goes to the club. He can't figure out how to get to this guy. He can't figure out how to kill him. So he likes to hang out at these clubs. Uh, so he dresses up like a gay guy. And then the weirdest thing, this guy is really sensitive about what he says about gay people. He's like, nah, I don't want to give off a like Stone Cold Killer yeah. who's talked crazy about everybody. I don't want to give off the wrong idea. I'm not trying to say people are a certain way, but you know, I had these tight orange pants and his orange shirt. So he said he he basically went through um, went through the club and it's real tight in there. She's kind of bumping into people, this and that. Sees the guy he needs, bumps into him, sticks him with a syringe, gives him a heart attack because he was with he ended up linking up with that Mr. Softy dude who was killing people with cyanide out the ice cream yeah. truck so it was crazy Fuck. yeah so a hundred bodies that's, and would go home to his family that's a like, lot of bodies every night and they didn't know that's a lot of fucking bodies a hundred at least a hundred he said like if he had to call it it's the craziest thing I just started today watching uh, I only got maybe ten minutes into it but a documentary about the the first woman, the first female serial killer mm-hmm. in America. Uh, I think her name was like Amy something. Uh, uh, she was crazy as hell. But before I watched that, I started watching that. I was watching this shit called Shenandoah. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, you were talking about it though. It's about, uh, all right, it's in, I believe it's in Pennsylvania in the Shenandoah Mountains, a small town, uh, mostly white people. And it's not too uh, modernized at all. And uh, a couple of white boys played with a high school football team, walking home from school or going somewhere after dark, after school. Mm. And they saw a Mexican dude and the Mexican dude said something to them in Spanish. They said something back and they jumped him, kicked him in the head, threw him to the ground, all of that. And a dude wound up having a seizure and dying. Mm. So the town, a couple of the police officers pretty much conspired with two of the boys to basically get off of that shit. Mm. Uh, one, one of the boys only got a, a like first degree assault. Uh, another kid got some other shit, but the two kids who, who really, really did the shit uh, eventually got jail time before the policeman uh, got arrested for trying to cover that shit up. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy how the Mexican dude that they killed was an illegal immigrant and how there was a rally held in town and people were saying, you know, uh, he's, yeah, he shouldn't, he didn't deserve to die, but if he would have stayed in his own country, this wouldn't have happened. Man. It's shit like that that yeah. is still prevalent now. That's where we live. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, that's a real, like, you seen that, uh, that noisy shit. Was it noisy or was it Vice Land? With the, mm-hmm. the, the, they're like the, the new old, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was trash, mm-hmm. dog. Like that. There's people out there that don't get me wrong. I have a conversation with people, conversation with people a lot, where I say, uh, I do understand that we ain't nothing but seventy years removed from segregation. Mm-hmm. Segregation was really alive when our grandparents and great grandparents were alive. And, Very much so. Yeah. You know, they they really seen colored and white only. Mm-hmm. They, like that's crazy. To even have, they had to live through some shit like that. Yeah. But we're not that far removed from it. Mm-mm. And especially as far as far as generations that have came down, we're really not that far removed. So I I don't, I'm not surprised by the shit, 
But at the it same time, sucks. it's still like, dog, this shit is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, like, it's still not okay. That that can even be a thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, like your right to life, regardless of how you feel about like immigration policy, your right to life shouldn't change. Like, you people still deserve that. Exactly. That doesn't go away. I understand we all have brains. We're all human beings, and we all have a brain. So mm-hmm. we all have, you know, at least the right to. Right decency to exist. And, well, and yeah. Exist. You know what yeah. I mean? Treat everybody with decency at least. Exactly. And, and if you're a human being on earth, you ain't no less than the next person at all. No, not at all. Not at all. That shit is crazy for them. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and it's weird that we, we decided this week, like, I didn't want to watch a happy documentary. Those aren't the things that get me. Not real like, talk. like real I just, talk. like, I, I want to <laughs> see, like, I need to see the worst the in people so I can remember about, mm-hmm. you know, being a good person. Um, You know, I, uh, this was that week where did the Flash podcast, uh, did the O'Hare Mode podcast, which is like all positivity. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, yo, this is, I love doing this. I like, I some, love talking I about this uplifting. Shit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I that's why I'm glad like you, we, because we've been talking about doing episode three for a while. And it's like, this was the time. Like, I needed to get, I need to cleanse myself of all this positivity <laughs> and all this goodness. Like, I needed to get Fuck that out. Shit. Um, some, up yeah, some feedback for you. Um, so officially, this is the third Hawkins Brothers show. It's kind of the fourth because we did the Valentine's show together. People loved you on the Valentine's show, like your brother. Like I was on Twitter, your brother is so raw, he's so real. I'm like, nah, don't don't big him up. He's talking crazy. No, but that was fun. Um, again, shout out to all the all the young ladies with the horrible stories that were nice enough to share them with us. Because yo, I, that was shout I out to the hate to go through that. Gills, shout out to stories. shout out to the uh, to the to the future disciples. <laughs> shout out to future hive. I didn't treat these Real women shit. terrible because you're giving us a great podcast. Niggas pull up listening to paranoid. I thought you could do the Kanye. Why are you so paranoid? <laughs> that too. Shit. Yeah, man. But no. Um, yeah. Any anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Shit, nah. I'm trying to. Hey, I've been telling everybody, John Wall, the best point guard in the NBA. Get realize that shit. You get well. Let's do that real quick. Conference fucking finals. Let's talk about. Um, and we wanted to do this before All Star, but we was on that hand. Um, <laughs> Mid season awards, NBA. Really quick, we can run through them. All right. Um, who would be your most improved player? Most improved. And you can't say John Wall. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you had to pick a most improved player, who would it be? Yeah, I'll say it's it's a tie. Well, no, nah, fuck a tie. I want to say Otto Porter because my man lead the league in three point percentage. Mm-hmm. But I go with Giannis, dog. Yeah. Hold on, though. Let me let me rescind that. It gotta be a tie because you think between those two? No, nah, between Giannis and even though he's been nice, I know you're gonna say Kawhi. Fucking would you? Dog. Would you? See, I've gotten so much. He's made yeah, strides. I would say. Years, I would say Isaiah Thomas. Even though, cold, but I know, he, even though he's an MVP candidate, like I, I would say Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah, I put him in there too. I can't. It's it, it's way up there. I mean, Giannis is just like the things he can do are ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, if he gets a shot, it's over. Yeah, yeah, if he gets yeah. A lockdown it, shot, it's over. It's it is something. Um, but I, I think those are the guys way up there. Like I think, like you can't really say like a guy like Joel Embiid because you have to have the body of work first mm-hmm. to to get to most improve. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, I, I think it's, that's pretty good. Um, if we went defensive player, I I think it'd have to be Kawhi Definitely. because um, you know now Golden State has 
two like like as good as Dre is, he also has KD on that front line mm-hmm. with him now, and Definitely. that and that adds and to Clay is another top three two way player. Exactly. So so they're way up there. But Kawhi is like Kawhi is on a team with no other all stars. <laughs> um, a top. I think if we're being nice to Lamarcus, there might he might. Yeah, so if we're being nice to LaMarcus, which is a top 25 player or so, roundabout. Yeah, top 20, scratching top 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, so, and you said you'd actually have, what, the same MVP candidates. Except for. And you put John Wall in there. Except for, I'm tossing John Wall in there. Yeah. Gotta do it, no matter what is it. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, they started, what, 2-8? and eight, We started and then flipped eight, that. fuck around and we. 10 or 11 games above 500 right now. Yeah. Third, third motherfucking spot. Pick your, if you had to pick the finals right now. Who, mm-hmm. with your finals? Mm-hmm. Is it Golden State Cleveland if you got to pick it right now? If I got to pick it right mm-hmm. now, it's Golden State Cleveland. I'm, like, as much as I love my team, like, I don't want to see Golden State San Antonio in the Western Conference Finals. I hate being that close and uh, not getting there. You'd rather just, you'd rather uh, it's, 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 it's selfish. It's, it's a product of success. Like you want to be there or not there? Like I rather had this conversation also before about you have absolutely no reason to give a fuck about the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to you watch. You Don't care. Like, like you, you're gonna the Clippers in San Antonio are playing right now, and I don't really want to watch shit <laughs> because y'all have won fifty games, fucking twenty fucking seasons in a row. Yeah. You know what? You know, you know y'all are gonna have the opportunity to be there. Yeah. As a Wizards fan, seeing this motherfucking three seed, it's like. God damn. Let I, it roll. Let it rock. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we, we ain't seen such prosperity since my man Hibachi was uh, toting the guns around, dropping threes from 60 on niggas. Yeah. Hibachi. That was my time. Oh, Agent oh, Zero, who's, who's, like, who's just counting his money right now and being uh, <laughs> being worse than future on social media. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just sitting. So, nobody's ever really explained to me why he's just excommunicated from the league. Because he pulled a strap out on somebody. Oh, it, I do remember him doing that. Yeah. I thought he played after that, though. That was uh, it? He pulled a strap out on Javar's Quintana, and they had beef going back and forth. Mm. And, and he said, no, just take it, your money and go home? Because it was known that he pulled the straps out, and police investigated. He pretty much got black, black, black ball. Oh, so, you know what's funny about that? You know whose birthday was this week, right? Who's Bobby Bonilla. Fuck is that? Bobby Bonilla is a baseball player. He played for the Orioles for a little while. Good. Um, he was so good. Let me tell you how good Bobby Bonilla was. Bobby Bonilla is 54. He signed a contract with the Mets. And the Mets, uh, well, his agent basically said, look, Bobby has, you can pay Bobby, I don't know, $30 million over three or four years. Or you can just pay him a million, well, 1.29 for the next 20 years. So Bobby Bonilla, every uh, like every June the third or something, Bobby Bonilla gets one point two nine million dollars until he's seventy two. Shout out to that nigga! Like what a deal! Because I mean, like you can blow that money quick, or like because nobody, you know, most of these guys don't come from money, so they don't think like that. Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla gets a million dollars every year until he's seventy two years old. Yeah, because because his contract is fixed like that. Ooh, I'd love it. Now, don't pay me regular Cameron two hundred dollars a week yeah. until I'm ninety three. Like I can't, I can't live like that. But shout out to Bobby Bonilla, yeah. Um, but no, nah, so 
Well, uh, one thing I wanted to say, I wanted to thank everybody for uh, the Valentine's episode that we did, our unofficial episode three. Um, I want to thank them for that. I want to thank all the young women who sent us those horrible stories and the young men who produce those horrible stories. Please keep listening in the future. Um, keep, you know, jamming Bobby Brown. Um, continue to have that Ty Dolla Sign blaring uh, through your speakers. Because you make this show go. You are the life force <laughs> in the things that we do. Um, you can find us both uh, right. You can find us both on Instagram, both on Twitter. Um, definitely check out the other shows we had going. Even though, you know, Milan and I won't sit down and watch The Wizard of Oz. Check out Trav and, uh, Trav and Rich on Emerald City. Check out me and Travis on uh, the uh, Fan by Fan show for The Flash. Uh, check out my man Mike O'Hara, O'Hara Mode Podcast. We just finished episode two on Wednesday night. You can actually view uh, episode one live stream on Facebook. Uh, the next two episodes, episode one and two, can both be found on his SoundCloud page. If you follow on Beyond SoundCloud, that's the last track that I reposted, so you'll see that. Um, continue to check us out on, on YouTube. We actually live stream the Flash show this week. Um, again, check us out on social media and go to southcongress.com. Uh, this week, we put up uh, the Facebook live stream. You can still check out the Valentine's episode on that, along with the actual transcriptions of two of the stories that happened. So you can read those word for word if you want to feel worse for these women who were done wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Hawkins Brothers show, episode three. And uh, what did we say it was? Uh, if I had you once, you're part of my collection. Even if I hit you once, you're part of my collection. Shout out to my man, Future Hendrix. Uh, that's going to do it for us. And we're out. Rust with the hustle. Run for the struggle. Now throw your drink up one time if you in love, fool. And I am so bold with it. I'm 10 degrees, baby. I am so cold with it. Such a DC legend like Marvin in his prime. Still in Miami living on my fucking grind. But they don't want to send it. Send a whole check so I'm staying independent. I'm an independent rapper that show knows how to spend it. I'll be running through some green like a motherfucking Emmett. Hall of Fame game, but I'm not a cowboy. And I'm impatient. I want it all right now, boy. This is your nigga Black Bob. And I don't need no cash. It's in a fucking black car. I start hard. Hey. I start hard. Hey. I start hard. Black Bobby, baby, uh, a square biz, baby, yes, best kept secret, ha, yes. <laughs>